0: Okay. This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA
1: Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.
2: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, John Waz Jr., and today I am joined by two of my fellow Chargers fans. One is absent on the train heading to London, but just over the water there to the north. I've got Dan King. How's it going, buddy? Yeah,
0: not too bad, Waz. How are you doing?
2: I'm not bad. Um, Week 1's around the corner, and you're wearing a a very mute hat by your standards. What's going Um,
0: on? I'm just a very tired man at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I need the Chargers season to start to kick me into gear and bring me back.
2: We're going we're gonna to be getting into all that very shortly. Uh, over across the pond in sunny Tejas with his very cool sunglasses on. John Ayers, how's it going, buddy?
1: Doing great. Uh, just sitting over here <clears throat> drooling over the new Pegasus 4.0. The Chargers edition, they're black. Um, main blacks. Oh, they're, they're beautiful. They're, See, um, I might have to this, get myself a new this pair what,
2: of This is what I get upset with because we just can't get that stuff in the UK. <laughs> However, I have got this. This nice, cool bucket hat provided me, pr- provided to me by John Ayres, a season ticket holder. And before we came on air, we reckon this is going to be the most travelled Chargers bucket hat on the planet. Probably made in Asia, shipped to uh, LA, shipped to Texas, shipped to Southeast England. It's going to go to Mexico with me on Friday, and then all the way back across the pond. <laughs> Great. So, guys, we're, we're going to talk LA Chargers. Uh, the 53-man roster has been set by all 32 leagues. As for the Chargers, no great surprises, really. The emergency rule means that we carry two quarterbacks, which I think we're all happy about. No Max Duggan. He's gone to the practice squad or doing whatever he's doing. Chase Daniel. Uh, is obviously gone, retired. He's now an NFL analyst. Eason Stick's going to be the backup man for QB1, Justin Herbert, MVP 2023. You heard it here first. Dan, any takeaways, any disappointments, any massive yeah. losses for you for the, there, for there's, the roster?
0: There was uh, a couple of things I wasn't sure. I didn't know which way things were going to go. Like, say, Zach Bailey had a pretty strong preseason didn't make the team. He's on the practice squad, so like, does doesn't hurt to have an extra an extra option there, who could quite easily get elevated. Um, I'm, d- despite that, really generally quite happy with say the O line in in general. I think there's a lot of a lot of we've got nine there. Yeah. We've got nine
2: got uh, nine offensive linemen. So obviously predicting that we're going to get an injury or two god forbid i'm i'm interested
0: to see what happens when players return from the pop list um because you've got like guyton and ogbonyer and um i think they're the only two i could think of off the top of my head um but see if they fit in like do we do we add guyton in and have five receivers or, or i guess six if you include the um uh, darius davis
2: yeah i mean look we we've I don't think the receivers or the depth of receiver um, has generally been an issue for the Chargers. Obviously, quality depth, two different things. Um, but <laughs> the depth is needed if we have two
0: star receivers get injured. But hopefully, well, yeah, exactly. that won't happen I mean, again.
2: <laughs> there's 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 questions over QJ whether or not he's going to be able to fix his mechanics. You know, Darius Davis is going to play a lot on special teams, but you know, could we, we could we see him? Do something. Could we see Keller Moore do something really crazy in week one? Having him as a Z receiver, bit of speed, fourth, four fourth down conversion in the fourth to win the game. I don't know. QJ's obviously got potential in the red zone, but what we do know is Mike Dub, Keenan, Josh Palmer, they're going to be our main go-to uh, receivers. So no great surprises there in the wide receiver room. John, any takeaways from yourself on on the the
1: initial 53 man roster. Well, from a quarterback perspective, I am absolutely shocked after that preseason performance that Max Dugan did not get picked up by anybody on waivers and that he's <laughs> on the practice squad. I don't understand. I mean, when you have the chance of getting Tim Tebow 2.0, you know, a winner, who cares if he can actually throw football? We need a winner. Uh, apparently, just winning games and not being a good quarterback gets you a a sign there in Wembley. So it's from what I hear anyways. Um, uh, yeah. So it, it turns out Brandon Staley and Telesco want to run their football team, like my fantasy football team. And that's no depth at quarterback. You take your guy and then you just roll the dice. He doesn't get injured. So, I mean, Lord help this team. If Herbert goes down because Easton stick after making me eat my hat from one preseason week is exactly <laughs> who I thought he was. He is a disappointment. He is a never was, he is a perpetual backup. He better be really good at holding a, 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 a board because I have no idea what his value is on that team. Cause it's not a quarterback. So really thin there. Uh, really sad to see Xander Hobarth uh, go. That was really, that cut real deep. They, he made the roster and then boom, we picked up a couple guys on the waiver and, and, and free agency and he's gone. But he signed with the Steelers, I think what i saw yeah yeah this is healer so sorry to see you go xander but you know when you have the opportunity to keep uh you know six running back fours on your on your roster you do it every time instead of keeping a fullback so it is what it is um i mean ultimately yeah no i agree though there's no real big surprises you know dick to the kicker winning the kicking battle i think that was really I mean I, I mean, I don't think any of us really thought there was any real competition except for the kicking competition, right? I mean, was there really anything that we really felt like, oh, we don't know who's going to win it? I think it's pretty obvious going into this uh, preseason who was playing where. We pretty much had an idea who most of the backups were. It was more just about kind of seeing how everybody looks, you know, any of the injured players were covering, so on and so forth. But I think the kicker battle, I guess, gave us some excitement. Although... It really was an excitement because, you know, Dicker was the only healthy one throughout camp, so he got all the opportunities, and then, you know... But, hey, you know what? We got got rid of a kicker we were going to cut anyways for a seventh-round pick, so... Yeah, a seventh-round pick
0: pick that we can use on the next Max Dugan.
1: I mean... (laughs) I mean, it's a fine line between Dugan and Purdy, right? So, although, from all accounts on the interwebs, Brock Purdy is basically Justin Herbert, but better, so... I mean... (laughs) I know the internet is is wild I I won't even go there the internet is wild so I mean again ho-hum nothing exciting but at the end of the day it is exciting because it's a good roster you know it's a it's a it's a solid roster you know ultimately just like every single freaking year we say the same thing if they can stay healthy this is a team to beat you know, I, I, I don't, uh, one of the pundits online, I can't remember who it was, Rosenthal, I think it was, tweeted out that, you know, people are sleeping on the Chargers. They've given up on them and that this team is poised to make it big and that those cr- those crushing injuries, he predicts. Won't come until the Super Bowl this year. And I know he meant it as a joke, as in, he's, you know, those injuries are going to kill the momentum or whatever. But, like, if you're telling me we can make it to the Super Bowl, I would take that at this point. With as little success as this team has had in the postseason, I don't even need to win a Super Bowl. Just getting there would be a huge step in the right direction. So uh, I'd take take a a Super Bowl where we were injured and, and didn't really compete over not making it at all any day right now so that's just yeah. the state of this team
2: listen I, I i would eat cabbage soup for six months straight if it meant we got to the super bowl <laughs> <laughs> i did see um
0: i think it was greg rosenthal as you said john um who's got the eagles over the Chargers in the super bowl as his prediction which you know yeah get there that's you know, that's half the battle right
1: so honestly if both teams are healthy that'd be a fun game to watch i yeah, predict that to be like sure. a 65 to 60 college game
0: but Greg then, Rosenthal does always, every single year, hype up the Chargers as if no one is thinking about the Chargers. But he's well, always the guy who's like, if they're healthy, this year is their year. Until about three weeks in, and then he's like, no, no, it's the Chiefs.
2: <laughs> this is quite interesting because I did, I did three uh, fancy drafts at the weekend. I did a live draft and two online drafts. And on the online drafts, no, I, I took a gamble with one of them, taking a trio of Chargers, Eck, Keenan and Justin, um, I got slated for that, but I did defend. It was it was it was a deliberate plan, but it's like nobody wanted to take the charges because they don't trust them. Um, same on the live draft. Like, are we if we take Mike Williams, is he going to be healthy? I'm like, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so for, for your team and and with, for, with Kellen Moore, I'd, feel, I'd feel more optimistic about taking some charges. But, but this is the thing, you know. There's there's a, there's, a, there's a some slight narrative today on the NFL Network about. You know, this could be the year that Chargers um, take the AFC West. It's just journalists talk that they've got to talk about something different other than the Chiefs winning the AFC West. You know, it's, it's a bit like New England when they dominate the AFC East for all those years. Um, you know, and I wrote last night about this, this five strategies that the Chargers um, need to do if they're going to be successful this season. And one of them is for, for obviously, the players to stay healthy. Um I don't know what's going on. Um, fingers crossed. We are apart from J.C. Jackson, we're looking pretty okay at the moment. Um, no doubt there'll be somebody pulling. Oh, Dan Henley has got a hamstring problem. Shock. He could play. Um, he'll probably get limited snaps anyway. I'm guessing in, the, in his first outing. But we've we've got a. It's like John said. If 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 we lose Herbert, you know, or if we lose our any of our front five, as we did last season, Herbert's going to get hurt. And that's the, that's the problem. And that goes for all the, all the teams in the NFL, but it just goes to show you how important our offensive line is going to be this year. You know, Rashawn Slater, I just hope that, you know, he he can, he he can play 17 games at, at left tackle because when we missed him last year, we, we just capitulated and, and then it started causing problems for Corey Lindsley in, in, in the centre uh, and God knows what else. So it really is a case of just pray and hope that, you know, we, we might be able to get away with missing Keenan for a week or Mike for a week, ex-generally um, healthy week to week. But John, I just don't think we're going to, you know, even bringing in Will Clapp at centre or something like that. I I am just worried and nervous about the fact that if if our front five go down, we're not going to have that cohesion and chemistry to protect Herbert.
1: Ultimately, ultimately the, you know, the O-line is going to be kind of thin. I think this is just when you can get top heavy, when you're paying as much as the Chargers are paying for like the receivers and stuff like that, like, You know, and for Bosa and Derwent, like there's just only so much money to go around. You're going to run out of money for for real quality depth. So, you know, yeah, obviously it's a fear that the O-line, if it becomes patchwork, has a problem. But I do think there are real anchors on this O-line to help keep them afloat. So I think if, you know, if the guys like um, Slater and Pipkins can kind of take another step forward each, um, you know, I think you've got two solid end pieces and then the guards are looking real solid. Uh, And then obviously we've got an all pro in my opinion center who I think kind of leads the way. And to me, uh, of anybody going down, um, that's the key to the offensive line is if we can get a general on the offensive line, uh, you know, in our center and not have to rely on a clap or something like that to back up center. I think that is important because I think that, that helps out if we do have to fill in a guard or tackle or whatever, we can figure out ways around it. But I think, the fact that they are so quality uh, in their first string makes up for their poor second string. Cause we can kind of, we can shield and play, right? Like in, 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 years past when we'd have injuries on the offensive line and we're relying on subpar backups, you know, after the first injury, sure. We can f- figure out ways to scheme the offense to protect and add extra help um, to that, to, to whoever the backup is. But because we were so thin, you know, we'd have multiple injuries and multiple people going down. We couldn't create enough help for everybody, right? So I think that as long as the majority of the line is intact, these onesie Z injuries that can come along, I-, I think we can sustain them as an, as an offensive line. So, um, you know, it, to me, what remains to be seen is can they run behind it? You know, we, we saw flashes in the preseason. We saw flashes in them not in the preseason. But, again, a lot of that was the backups. But still, like, with the, with the starting offensive line, are we going to get holes? Are we going to be able to uh, attack uh, from our front and really control the line of scrimmage? Because if we can learn to control the line of scrimmage in the run game, this offense is limitless.
2: Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, just touching on the offensive line there, I mean – you know we're we're facing off against um, Jaylen Phillips this weekend, and I just wonder if he's coming off the left facing um, Pipkins, whether or not Everett is in there as as a additional insurance, um, or whether or not they've seen enough in pre season and training camp to to allow well sorry so in training camp to allow Pipkins to sort of play as a standalone blocker. Um, it's going to be interesting, lots of interesting matchups. But like you say, John, I think this is going to be a very different uh, offence. You know, if if the Chargers play in sort of 11 personnel with three wideouts, we're going to see Keenan playing out wide as well as inside the slot, keeping the, the offence guessing. And I do not want to see in the first quarter these five-yard little dink and dunks from Herbert. I don't think that's going to happen as, as we saw last year. I mean, I think Herbert... If memory serves me rightly, despite the fact that—and this is a crazy thing—people are overlooking this. Despite the fact that he was kind of short-circuited by Lombardi, he still finished with the second highest number uh, passing yards in the NFL. Now, if Kellen Moore lets him rock and roll as we think he will, God knows where this quarterback, you know, um, will end up in terms of uh, passing yards. It's—it's—it's it's, it's really exciting, in—in in my opinion. Um, but I'm pretty sure if you got all our podcasts from the previous three seasons, we were all sat here saying the same thing, but it does kind of feel different this time around. Do you not what what do you reckon, Dan?
0: Yeah, I'm, i I agree with you there. Um, I'm fairly optimistic um for some good production across the board under under Kellen Moore, and I feel like yeah, if 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 everyone's healthy, we stand a great chance in every game. But if if we lose one or two players here or there, I'm not I'm not at the point where I'm panicking. I don't think because I think there's enough quality across the board to average that out to to work. Like um, you mentioned uh, throwing in
2: Everett. I mean, it's really it's stone smart season, isn't it? Well, the thing is, the, the tight end room. You know those those three guys. The, the other three tight ends need to be looking over their shoulder because Smarts come in and it, it's really it's up to him. Look, this is not a, this is not a tight end room where you've got Zackertz or Travis Kelsey or obviously in in terms of charges uh, and Antonio Gates. You know, in my opinion, the tight end room is there for the taking. Everett is number one at this moment in time. I mean, John, do you reckon that'll be the same in week seventeen? Or you, you, you know, do do we think that? It's literally, it's a roll of the dice. Whoever comes out and plays the scheme, blocks, catches, extends the play is going to start moving around. Or do you think they'll, they'll keep, try and keep Everett settled?
1: Um, I mean, I think they, I think Everett is far and away the best tight end on this roster. I don't think there's a question mark in that. Is he very good at blocking? Not really. It's not his strong suit. Um, and they have other tight ends who can block better, supposedly. Um, so I think those are gonna be your blocking tight ends. And I think Everett's just the pass catching tight end, and he's going to be the pass catching tight end until further notice. I don't think I think if they prioritize the guy we stick in the red zone and just be like, let's just yeah. throw it up. And exactly. Trey McKitty exists. Yeah, I mean I, I see Don Parham getting in there um probably yeah, I, I would agree probably tw- 20 30 yards to go you start see parham throwing into packages and i think he's more in there i mean i can see a miss a mix yeah a mismatch package where they throw out you know you've got quentin johnson you've got mike williams you have got donald parham all on all out there at the same time and just really giving them fits of with with the height we have on the field right creating mismatches with height Right. I can see that being a real thing that they do out there uh, to try to kind of mix up the defense. Right? So but again, that's more gadget. That's more situational. I think Everett is the standard majority of every down tight end. And if they wanted to change that, they would have gone and tried to sign someone else. But apparently they were happy with it because they they didn't want to spend the money. Uh, or draft another tight end. So there's no, I don't see anyone on this roster who could supplant him. I know we love Stone Smart, but everything he did was against second and third string guys. He's still learning the position. He's still at least a year away from even being on Donald Parham's level, in my opinion, right? Like I just, I just don't think he's there yet, but I think he's on his way and he's a nice guy to have around. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he, Maybe he shows up uh, on the stat sheet on a couple of games was really really um you know giving us a new look out there but it there's there's nobody besides Everett who's who's going to be out there as our premier tight end unless they make some sort of move that no one sees coming. Well it's interesting because
2: last season to PFF Everett made seven uh pass blocks that that was the most in any uh, in, in any of his games last season so he could be you know, he, he could be a busy uh, football player again on on Sunday afternoon. But you know, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, we we can't say now that we should have drafted X or Y. We we've got what we've got, and I think it, it's quite exciting. I, I just I just hope that we 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 are going to look like the, the football team that we're expecting with with Kellen Moore now in as the OC. Um, any more thoughts on the chargers guys before we we move on to sunday's opener
0: uh, my my only other thought really is i don't think this team has necessarily a, a glaring weakness which i'm quite happy with like i yeah there are positions that you you'd think oh i wish we'd got a couple of different guys here maybe a little bit stronger but overall i'm pretty happy
2: yeah yeah i think the thing is the thing is uh Dan, we've we've spent a ton of money. You know, Herbert is the highest paid player in NFL history. You know, we've we've restructured, so we're not having to uh, yield. But at, a, a at a least Herbert's
0: away. is, is what? it's what it is an extension on his yeah. rookie contract. So. But we,
2: we've spent a lot of money. I mean, you know, you could argue, you could argue J.C. Jackson. Um, the money we spent on him, we, we're still waiting for him to show. I mean, I, I don't even know if he's going to play on
1: on uh, Sunday. Have you heard anything, John? Your end. I don't believe he is. Um, as far as I know, he's not starting on the PUP list. Um, so he's, he is eligible to play, but I do not believe that he is going to suit up for game one. That is my impression. I have not heard a confirmation of either way, but that is just my feeling of it. But right now I would say probably not, but there's no official word to answer your question You know, deliberately. Yeah, so we're probably looking at um,
2: Davis um, playing on one side. Uh, Jackson, if he does come in on, on the other. Um, but these, <laughs> i tell you what, JC Jackson as well, bringing him in against Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. That is going to be some tests. So, you know, I'm, I'm guessing... Yeah, welcome the...
0: back to live games. Welcome, Here you go. welcome back Have to Tyreek Hill
2: and and this is it you know there's going to be a lot of discussion between the head coach the the defensive coach and the actual player to say are you actually ready for this because there's no point in being a hero and then 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 getting gassed and, and you know aggravating that injury trying to chase the cheater, who was ranked number 1 uh white in uh graded by PFF last year for the receiver core you know big question for me um for Miami and if I was a Miami fan is is to you know, what does he look like in terms of his health? Um, as Can he shake off any demons? Because let, let's be honest, every season he's he's taking a beating, you know, stingers and stuff like that. And we don't necessarily want to see that, you know, at the end of the day, is a human being. But he's going to be facing Joey Bosa. He's going to be facing Khalil Mack. He's going to be facing an improved run defence, you know. Um, and I just wonder whether or not, if the Chargers can rattle to early on, whether or not that will affect their game, because the one thing we, we don't want to do is allow Miami to settle um, and take an early lead, because I don't think at the moment we, you know, we, we, we haven't seen anything from the Chargers Just yes, that they're good enough to start, you know, uh, overcoming a deficit. So I would like to see a lot of energy up front early on generating a lot of pressure on tour. I mean, the uh, Eichenberg at left guard que- questionable. Jackson at right tackle is is questionable for Miami. You know that they, they've got a, a pretty decent um, center in um, in your man Connor Williams, but it's it's there for the taking. I mean, John, what what's what intrigues you? What what matchups intrigue you in, in this one?
1: I would say. I mean, obviously, yes, the wide receiver matchups are going to be intriguing. Uh, I think, you know, the Chargers really, really struggle on defense, definitely against the run as well. And, you know, seeing how they hold up against right now, lucky for them, the Dolphins have a very depleted running back room. Um, You know, Wilson's on IR. Uh, A-chain is still questionable if he's going to play in week one, their third round rookie. Um, uh, You've got Mostert there who you know they thought so much of Mostert they went out and you know made moves. So it it's just it's hard to say exactly what their plan is at running back and how they plan to manage that. But it generally is a weakness of, of the Chargers defense uh since Staley's taken over. And I don't know if they're gonna be able to exploit it with the current group they have. So I think that'll be interesting to watch because if they can snuff up the, the run game, I think that'll be that'll be big for also, snuffing out um, Tua and, and the passing game. A lot of third and longs would be ideal. I mean, let's stay with the running game, okay? Or run defense.
2: Murray, if he doesn't perform this season, he, he's gone, and he, he's been he's been practically he's he's been awful uh, tackling wise, you know. And I've read articles in the summer saying he's overcome the adversity. He's he's gone away. He's he's. He's he's bulked up. He's he's worked on his physique, but he's still going to be able to perform. You know, every every pro linebacker is built, you know, built to tackle. But some can and some can't. Dan, what what happens in the first quarter if Miami do find a way to run the football down our throat, as we've seen in previous seasons? Does Murray get hooked? Does um, you know, does, does he get rotated for, for head leaf? I... He's injured. I don't know if
0: they take him out, but I would imagine shifting some, some protection to help maybe bringing, um, JT woods in and into the box and Derwin in and down. Um, but then you, you can't give up any coverage against, uh, what I guess it's Croft is their tight end now.
2: Croft or Smythe.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he'd get pulled. Um, I think he's supposedly been strong in the preseason against backups. To to the point that I, I think he'd get the majority of the game, at least. Um, call it three quarters if if it's a stinker. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, and that's such a big mistake. But I want to believe. <laughs> I just I just want him to do okay.
2: Yeah, just, just make some stops. That, like, I think all.
0: there's there's enough there's enough other talent there that is more realised and more actualized that if he's not at the top level, I don't think we're expecting him to be the guy. We've got Kendricks there, we've got Neman. we've got Ogbong Beniga, we've just picked up Tanner Muse. There are other options there. I mean, but, John. If you're yeah.
2: Mike McDaniel, you're going to be you're going to be targeting the run game, aren't you? You're going to be targeting the uh, opposite side to Mike Davis um, with the receiver core. Um, when you start analysing this now, you start getting a bit sort of doubts in your head. But I suppose you have got to be confident. Do, do you think Kendricks will will add any significant sort of boost to that run defense game?
1: Yes. I mean, he's better than Murray, so yes. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, it, it's an, it, there's not. I don't think there's much analysis here. He is a solid veteran right there in the middle, the kind of guy you want there. Is he is he going to wow you with his explosiveness? Still, probably not. But I think his intelligence, his ability to read the game and to be in the right place, I think, is going to be important. Uh, I think what's also going to be important is him not running – him not shooting gaps that somebody else is shooting or running into his own player, you know, like other linebackers sometimes do when they suck. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I think think there's definitely an upgrade there in the middle. So, again, it's about controlling at the point of attack at the line. And having the wherewithal from your second level to recognize the run and, and snuff it out. I think those are two things that are important for the Chargers if they're going to control the run game. And I think they have the personnel to do it. I really do. It's can they execute? And that'll be, you know, we won't know that until games are starting to get played.
2: Yeah, exactly. The other thing I'm, I'm really interested in, in watching on, on Sunday, uh, albeit from the beach, um, is, is Mac Bosa, Thule and Chris Rumpf? Um, it'd be interesting to see w- whether they start Bosa and Mac, um, you, you know, I- I- immediately or whether they do try and mix and match it up. Um, whether Mac and Bosa, you know, are in there and then they get rotated out, um, you know, alternately for, for Thule and, and Rumpf because I do think those certainly, certainly Rumpf, I think he'll get some sacks this season. And I reckon, I reckon tulio will uh, get some early on in, in, in the actual season. So that's really interesting. And of course, Boza looks healthy. Uh, Mac's good to go. I think he can build on last season where he had, um, I think it was eight and a half sacks, 12 tackles for loss. So, you know, we, we've, we, we, we can generate some heat up front. That's not my concern. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's what happens when, you know, like you say, Murray, um, is in traffic. Whether or not he can actually hold up, which is like you said, John. It's it's not exactly. It's not. We're not playing Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor this weekend, you know, or or, or Nick Chubb. You know, this is a mediocre uh, run offense. But we've seen mediocre run offenses run over the Chargers' defense in, in previous. We've seen uh,
0: subpar ones do it too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Houston. Yikes. You know, let, let's just let's just be positive. But I'm sat here today, uh, episode one of the new season, in my Derwin James jersey because I'm telling you now, I can see Tua getting picked by Derwin in this game. Let's have some turnovers. I think we're going to see plenty of turnovers this season from the, from the secondary. I think Mike Davis has got some in his locker. Um, but but I'm, I'm I'm banking on Derwin. I can feel it in the water, Derwin James. Game one, interception, that'd be great. (laughs) Um, If we we switch this round then, look, um, you know, when obviously we've got the football and Miami are on defence. John, what's your thoughts on how we're going to start the game? Do you think we'll start blistering pace Do you think Kellen Moore and and Justin are talking about sort of easing the offense in? How do you think it'll play out?
1: I think that within the first three plays of the game, we will have a big play attempt. Now, I don't know if we're going to, I don't think we'll, I don't know if we'll complete it or not. I said it'll be an attempt. Uh, But I think within the first three plays of the game, we're going to go deep. We're going to go for a big shot. And I say that because I feel like Moore is going to come out to prove a point that he is running the offense and this is not the same offense as last year. So maybe they start maybe first down as a run, right? Conservative, just, you know, try to establish something, you know, maybe, maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a little, little toss to Eckler or something, you know, just, just something to kind of keep the defense honest, but I could see them coming out on second down and just going, you know what? F it look for Mike, look for QJ or Allen. look for someone deep. And just taking the shot, right? A smart shot, obviously. Now, I, I think, and I think that's going to be, and, and then I think that from that point on, it's an indictment of the offense that they're going to they're gonna take shots when they think it's relevant. I think they're going to be smart about their shots. I think this is the kind of team that's going to, you know, look for a, a nice chunk play on first down, try to get the three to three to seven yards on first down, and if they can get in that five to seven yard on first down play, I look to them to almost every single time write up something for a deep shot because I think that they're going to be aggressive when it makes sense, right? If they come out and, you know, only get zero or one yard on first down, I I think you're going to see a lot less of those attempts, right? So it's going to be up to the offense to execute on first down and get positive yardage. But I think when, when it dictates it's, it makes sense. I think they're going to go for it and I think they're going to push it. And I think they're going to stretch defenses and all that's going to do is it's going to help the running game. Because the more you're stretching the defenses, the more they're not able just to sit down there and sit in the box and go, where well, you don't think you're going to throw it over our head, right? The more you can get them to play back, just the better it's going to be for your running backs. And I think they feed into each other. So I, I, I fully expect this offense to take plenty of shots. I fully expect the offense to take strides forward every – I expect the offense to be a much better running team. Now, will they? I don't know, but I expect it. Um, so we'll see. Again, execution, execution, execution.
2: Yeah, Dan. Any any thoughts on what John just said there? Oh, I
0: can't fault John there. Uh, um, I think we we will see some big play attempts. I think as long as everyone does what we're hoping, what what's expected of them, I think things should be well. I mean, we're going to have a chance. Uh, we're going to have a chance in every game if. Kellen Moore is what we're expecting him to be, if uh, which, from all accounts, he is. I mean, he got the best out of an average quarterback in Dak Prescott. Maybe he can elevate Herbert and bring that bring that um, quicker play that we saw right at the start of Herbert's career. Get some some deep shots in
2: there, and not just dink. Who Kellen Moore did say he said, look. We're gonna balance the offense. If we need to run the football, we'll run it. If we need to pass it, we'll pass it.
0: And we've seen that in the preseason with we have. Yeah. Who
2: who was our head coach? Was it Anthony Lynn when we were running away with the game? Something ridiculous, like 31 to zip at half time or something. And then in the second it might have been in 2020, Herbert's rookie year. And then we ran the football in the second half. we, we I think we made two passes. Do you remember that? It does I don't sound th- like Anthony end, but it could think... also be. And this is it, it. Could also
0: be Staley. Um, we don't score in the second half, so we're, we're um, not specifically the third quarter. So.
2: I, I think we're just going to see a sensible offense, and what I mean by that is actually getting the offense to do the work. You know, you, you don't you don't buy a you don't buy a vehicle and then say to your family, "Get out and push it to save petrol." You, you use the engine well, and get the thing going forward. <laughs> And I think that's the way that the offense is going to operate this year. But I do like with a run defense. And I, I do have concerns, John, that we've got to have some depth behind Eckler because, you know, he will get the reps. I think he had 123 receptions last year. Um, you know, he's he's going to be targeted um, as well as he's going to be carrying the football. I think he averaged five point yards a carry, but I need someone. I want to see someone else coming in, you know, Spiller, um, coming in to actually take the load and make us look less predictable because that's where in my opinion, we, we fall foul, you know, uh, when I wrote last last night, it was like the wacky races you get to the line and then fall short of the line and you don't actually cross it um, we, we, left, we left too many points to the field last season red zone com- uh, completions weren't great if we could up those metrics, I think we've got a real good chance, but I personally believe we're going to come out of the traps like lightning literally like lightning on sunday against miami um, because there's everybody's i my personal opinion is deep down everyone outside this organization is just waiting for the charges to fail it's the same old charges some people
0: and, in the organization too probably, probably. there's 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 that it's happened before i'm kind of expecting it to happen again that is is part of the mentality that you you're talking about wanting to change and needing to be this cultural shift away from, but there will still be some of that in there. I mean, uh, God knows, I I am cautiously optimistic because the Chargers will charge every now and then, and it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen in at least two games. We'll throw it away. It's just the way we roll. But, yeah, you, you mentioned Spiller there. Let's not forget, um, last time we spoke, I think he just had – it was just after the first preseason game and he had a 70-yard touchdown called back. It's yes. just like, he it's easy to forget these plays that were called back because he did show
2: yeah, that's a good the point. burst
0: and the vision there. And it's just, it's another another chance that um, kind of gets you a little bit optimistic about maybe even the post eckler running back room. Like the three guys that are there at the moment, between them, they're all pretty decent.
2: Yeah, and I think...
0: I, I, Specifically I think, uh, between them. I don't think any any one of them is a standout on their own. Um, But that's not necessarily what you need. If you can get three guys doing the role at a lower cost, then that'll help us
2: elsewhere. John, let's talk about Keenan Allen. What are you expecting from him this season? Are you expecting... You know, this talk of him, he's going to regress at some point. You know, he's the wrong side of 30. But what are you expecting from Keenan in
1: 2023? Um, I'm expecting his usual kind of year. Um, I think he's going to miss a couple games with injury. He just he just is. I mean, this is Keenan Allen. He's getting older. His The abuse he's put his body through and his previous injuries are all catching up. So I expect to see him miss a few games. But when he's on the field, I expect him to be Herbert's safety blanket I, I expect him to be who herbert looks to most often um i will say i expect a lot more big plays out of keenan allen Now i don't expect him to outrun anybody that's not his game but i think the fact that they've moved him out of the slot and are moving him around to the outside and just letting him kind of work at different locations i i see him making a lot of bigger chunk plays and less of these five yards here six yards there four yards here three yards here right so i think that's i i think It's going to be an overall positive uh, for Keenan. I mean, honestly, I see more touchdowns in his future. I really do. I think, you know, everyone loves to say, hey, we should have Mike Williams and Quinton Johnson, you know, run them each like twin towers on the outside and, you know, have them each run a fade route. and Herbert can choose who to fade it to, right? Yeah, we love that idea. But the thing is, we're asking them to do jump balls, right? Keenan Allen on the outside, however, having him on the outside, getting him one-on-one, and having him have the ability to make a make one or two quick moves and juke the guy out of his pants and be open like i see a lot of those plays happening like they've never did I, and it boggles my mind like he can consistently create that window of separation you know and yeah maybe it disappears pretty quickly in, in, because they can recover but if you're talking like a quick you know snap and he does like a double move, and then gets inside, and then Herbert rifles him a ball inside. Like, how is that not play not a touchdown almost like ninety percent of the time? You yeah. know, when you're on the goal line or closer. Like, yeah. I just see where they take him out of that slot where he really finds himself congested in the middle. Get him more looks on the outside where he's in single coverage, and I see I see big things happening. So, uh, I, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty bullish on him, but again, he's gonna get hurt. For how long? I don't know. Hopefully, just a couple of games, but he's going to go down, and we just have to accept that.
2: I mean, when he, he obviously missed a lot of games last season, but when he came in and just looking at his stats now, you know, he had he had two games over a hundred yards against uh, Indianapolis and Denver. He had two games over ninety yards against Miami. Funnily enough, where he had twelve uh, receptions, fourteen targets. He had, had ninety four against Kansas City. You know, the the guy. He's still good. He's still got a lot to offer. Uh, and like I, I, think I agree with you, John. If if he's in on man-to-man coverage, he's he's gonna, he's gonna make plays. He's gonna extend drives. I mean, against Kansas City, he was averaging almost 19 yards of reception. That's the offense. That's the Keenan Allen that we want to see, because he he's almost unplayable when when he's on form. And when Herbert's, you know, launching their missiles downfield, you know. Mike Williams, if we transition if we if we move on to, to Mike Williams, you know, Mike's more of a 50-50 guy, isn't he? Because of his height, because of his build. Um, Keenan's not that sort of guy. So we, we've got we've got different pieces, and I think this is where Kellen Moore is gonna lean on putting the old cliche, round peg, round hole. You know, don't try and put Keenan against X because that's not going to work. You know, you're not going to put Keenan against a six foot four um, um, defensive back and ask him to go up for a 50 50. Chances are he's not going to catch it. So I'm expecting maybe, maybe one last good year from from Keenan Allen before his his body starts to shut down and, 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 you know, and, and succumb to those injuries. But I think if he does go out, John, you know, then we are handing the 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 opportunities to Palmer and, and hopefully QJ. I mean, I think to be honest, I think QJ on on Sunday, I think he needs a, a couple of reps, even if it's a, you know an eight, nine, ten yard pass, just to make those completions, just to get his confidence up, because he, you know he's had an awful lot of drops in in, in training camp, um, and I think a lot of a lot of technical ability is overshadowed by. The physical, sorry, the psychological aspects of, of playing football. Um, I'm going to be wincing every time Herbert sort of targets QJ. But if we can get those um, short, you know, short yardage connections to to, to QJ early on um, in his career, I think that's a positive. But if I was QJ, I'd be learning a lot from Keenan Allen during this first. Live NFL game because it, it's it's an ex, uh, exciting prospect. Um, anything else that stands out on on offense, Dan? That you you want to sort of uh, pick the bones with?
0: No, I mean I think we've we've kind of touched on all all bases here. We've touched on the quarterbacks and where we where we kind of see stick or don't see stick. We've we've touched on all four of the running backs. Well, the only thing we haven't really touched is that. We, we've got four running backs, um, which is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> we've, we've talked about saying goodbye to Xander Horvath. We've covered the wide receivers to the best of our ability, which is hopefully as good as the Dolphins can do as well. If they can cover them as, as loosely as we, we've we kind of wrapped through those there, then good times. Um, and we've, we've touched on the tight ends in the O-line. I think there's there's some optimism there at every position. Um there's there's questions at every position, be it who is the number two behind Eckler, will we see that production from Allen that we hope and we believe we can see? Who's gonna come to the forefront in terms of blocking as a tight end? what happens if there's an injury, when there's an injury on the O-line, and God forbid what happens if Herbert goes down. We've, we've got questions across the board, but we've got reasons to be optimistic at every single spot, and that is all, all I could want right now going into week one, is just optimism across the board.
2: Can't argue with that. So last season, Dolphins 17 charges at 23, 11th of December. Herbert I'd say I remember sacked. it well,
0: but I don't remember yesterday. So Herbert Herbert
2: sacked four times. Two are sacked twice. Prediction time, John. Where are we going? What's by the way? Are you going to the game on Sunday, John?
1: No, um, I was not able to make my flight in. Uh, too many things going on right now, um, so I'm actually trying to sell my tickets. So, but I'm trying to sell them to Charger fans. Well, just so. get it on the
2: Twitter, and we'll uh, we'll we'll retweet.
1: I think I already did, but yeah, I can I can put it back out there. I'm selling them for cost to a Charger fan. If you're a verified Charger fan, I will sell it to you for cost. That's a, I'll, no I'll no fees. So. You know this. I'm I'm just you know I, I want I want Charger fans in my seats. Okay, I don't want to. Okay, was
0: you're stuff. not going to be a million miles away?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: If I was a, if I was going to Baja, where we we're supposed to be going originally, we can't get there. It's thirty hour flight. I might have got a canoe and paddled up the uh, Pacific Coast. You never <laughs> know.
1: We'll see. Anyways, so, job um, predictions. Um, predictions. I th- I'm I'm thinking the Chargers going to open up on a win. I I think it, I think there's going to be a little bit of rust, uh, so it might be scary in the beginning parts. But I think they hold off for a win. I think it's a, it's a quality uh, twenty-seven to uh, twenty-one. I think 27 21 sounds about right. That's not
2: good. Because I'll tell you what my prediction is when I come to it, Dan.
0: You know, why why break from tradition? I'm going to say 23-17 Chargers
2: win. Oh,
1: love it! Love the 23-17. Well,
2: I'm going to actually go one better than John. I'm actually saying it's, I've already got it written down: 28-21 Chargers. <laughs> and, I, and, I, so you, and you I, want
1: four straight touchdowns? Yeah, they will I not do, be denied.
2: And I do, and I do generally think. That there's going to be some uh, gaps from both teams because we, you don't really get to see a an NFL football team start to rock and roll until week four, five, or six. You know, um, there's so many totally players yeah, well, yeah, exactly. There's, there's there's new coordinators in. There's new players. There's rookies. You know, you got players coming back from injury. <laughs> you know, there's there's all these little storylines, which is why the NFL is so exciting. But um, (laughs) I just, I just want us to go to bed Sunday night. I'll be on the right time zone with having a couple of beers, saying "Victory Monday." That's all that matters. And
0: and for those of us in the UK, it's on Sky Sports this weekend as well. So is it nice and easy? Don't have to worry about the fact that Game Pass is now part of DaZN. And I've heard some
2: negative things about DaZN.
0: It, It worked mine so far. For what it's worth, my Game Pass has worked absolutely fine on
2: it John yours worked okay in the States uh I mean it's fine yeah I don't no. I'm blaming the people who've got like old computers or something guys any final points on charges charges Miami are we all good
0: I'm just excited
2: yeah I can't wait are you watching the are you watching those um Lions play on Thursday night
1: uh, yeah, especially if Travis Kelsey's not going to be there. Yeah, I'll be. I'd uh, love to. I'd love to see. I'd love to see the the, the Chiefs poop the bed, as they say, <laughs> versus the Lions in prime time. Nothing would make me happier.
2: That'd be great. I mean, we're supposed to be getting up at three a.m. to get um, get on the road to the airport. I just might actually roll that forward or back to one a.m. so I can watch the game um, and then start the vacation and get on the play with my Chargers hat on. <laughs> Hopefully the Chiefs will be 0-1. That would be great. <laughs> Where can we find you on socials, Dan?
0: Uh, so you'll find me at UKLO Chargers or at Blue Amolga.
2: John?
1: He's on mute. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, at hashtag hashtag Chocolate.
2: Don't forget, Bez the Spaniard uh, and Charged Up, uh, Charged Up Pod. He's currently on the uh, on the train on the way to London. I'll be with him tomorrow. Um, you can get me Enzo eighty five, and you can get Charged Up underscore Bolts. That's uh, run by myself and John Ayres. Safe and travels. Check for... us out on YouTube. Just that one last to throw in there: YouTube.com slash at Charged Up Bolts. There you go. Safe travels to all the Chargers fans heading up to the SoFi on Sunday. If you're in Mexico and you see me with the uh, old Chargers gear, on come and say hello. Um, you be listening <laughs> no, to the Charge Bolts hola. podcast. Hola, hola, come esta. You be listening <laughs> to Charge Up Bolts cast, Bolts podcast. I can't get my words out. And we'll be back. Someone's already on vacation. Somebody's already on vacation. We'll be back um, <laughs> next week to discuss the Raiders the Chargers win.
1: Getting yeah,
2: getting beat. The Chiefs getting beat. The Broncos getting beat. The Chargers winning. What's more to say? Bolt up.
1: Bolt up. This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.